Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. Welcome to the podcast series, Shadowlands. If you are standing in a parallel journey with someone who is off in a state of being a prodigal, who is running from the Lord, who is in difficult and dangerous times, or they're just simply uh, disconnected maybe from you during this season of time, and you're longing for them. Whatever place you find yourself in, this series is for you. Many people are in the shadow lands. They're separated from the Father. And the temptation during this season is to get into the holiday spirit and step out of Holy Spirit. You need to stay with Holy Spirit during this time so that you are not drawn away into the shadowlands yourself as you attempt to bring them home. Be careful, my friends. This is a timely word, and I pray that it encourages you as it has encouraged me. Take a listen and share with others that it might bring encouragement to them during this season. Love you all. All right, everybody, this is Shadowlands 3.0. Two main things that can cause you to pitch head first over into the Shadowlands with other people is guilt that has not been dealt with and dreams that just won't die. So again, this is not an exhaustive conversation about this, but I hope something that will um, provoke you to think more uh, with the Father about this. Uh, because while we cannot spend all of our time attempting to, you know, drag people out of the shadow lands, if that's choo- you know where they choose to live, uh, you can't spend all your time being angry and bitter and depressed. This is a time where we must allow Holy Spirit to begin to show us What's our side of the Velcro that keeps us enmeshed? What keeps us maybe riding that roller coaster? Because listen to me carefully. Your intercession, your truly spirit-led intercession for others cannot remain clear, focused, manipulative-free, manipulation-free, Um, if you are not being honest about what's going on inside of you. Oftentimes things that can just rip your guts uh, is because there are things that have not yet uh, been dealt with or have not uh, been dealt their death blow. So let's just look here at guilt. If you, like me, have truly committed sins against others, Uh, you may have contributed uh, to the disappointment or harm in someone else's life. You were a parent that maybe was absent a good bit of the time. You were a parent that was controlling, as they would call a helicopter parent, where you hovered and you controlled and you overprotected. You were very, you know, focused and you thought that the tenacity of your own will would bring everybody through and 
And now you realize, maybe because they've confronted you, maybe because they've shared with you, maybe because in in an angry, emotional tirade, they have spilled out to you how your actions or non-actions affected them. So this is something that has to be faced. This is something that on our part, whether as parent, spouse, whatever the relationship, we have to be willing to look at it honestly. And I encourage you to look at it um, with the Lord. Uh, Because the Lord's not going to dress it down, and he's certainly not going to make it worse than it really is. But he's going to be able to show you the truth. Now, we're in somewhat the winter season. And anybody here in Texas knows why I'm kind of laughing about that. Because we can go from 80 degrees to 30 degrees in one day. So, But I think it's almost winter. And in winter, when someone is in the thicket, if they're in the shadowlands, they're, they're off in the forest and, and they're, they're in that place that's shadowy and kind of wild and distant. But in the winter, the leaves are scarce and it's actually easier to see into the thicket. So it's easier to see things. And I want that to be to your benefit is that during this time, It may be a little bit, um, it's not easy to look at, but it's easier to see oftentimes what's really going on because you don't have as many leaves, as many things to camouflage things. And, And so we see the truth of the reality of where things really are at, which sometimes can be so very, very painful, so very difficult. But our guilt is something that um, can be manipulated. And as someone who has had much uh, to repent for, uh, much to face in my own love failures when it comes to people in my life, um, I can tell you that if your guilt for real sin, real guilt for real sin, is not taken to Jesus, my friends, it's going to be used to manipulate you. It can be used to bankrupt you. It can be used to uh, keep you, you know, emotionally uh, in turmoil. Because, my friends, real sin is only dealt with one place, and it's in the blood of Jesus, at the cross of Jesus, where he literally has paid for every bit of that. If you keep trying to pay for it, Uh, If you keep trying to make up for what you didn't do or what you did do in the past, rather than letting it fall upon the shoulders and the chest of Jesus, where he paid for it with his blood, then it will be used and weaponized against you. So we must look into these things in this season. We must allow Holy Spirit to call those things what they are. Don't explain away your sin, but just call it exactly what it is. If you were not present, if you failed uh, as a parent, as a spouse, as a friend, as a leader, uh, whatever the capacity, let Holy Spirit reveal that to you so that you don't spend your time taking, um, you know, blame or or, you know, that you just flat out lie and you won't take responsibility for anything, 
which is oh ever so um, agitating and frustrating um, for those that are distant from us because we refuse to acknowledge our own sin. We're too focused on theirs, and we pray all day long about their sin and how we can't believe they're doing what they're doing. But my friends, really and truly, you know, those whom I love who are out <laughs> living in a way that maybe could be really destructive to them, they really haven't touched the hem of my garment yet when it comes to sinning. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I pray that every one of us would be the chiefest of all sinners in the sense that you you recognize your own independent living from the Father. Hopefully it looms larger before you than anyone else's. Now, you must let him pay for it so that you step forward and live as a saint. You live as a son, as who you really are. Because when you begin to live in the life of Jesus, because you have fully accepted the payment of Jesus for all of your sin, you're not going to be some casual, cheap grace kind of person. There is going to have been deep dealings inside of you. It's what's going to truly condition you and prepare you for the long haul that you're in with other people. You saw what it took for your sin to be dealt with. You saw how long-suffering God was with you. You see that the, the prayers of other people help to bring you to a point of, of true repentance. And so you won't be glibly expecting that everybody else is just going to, you know, change just because you want them to. You will have a deep understanding of real redemption because it's worked in you. And so therefore, when your sins have truly been faced and dealt with, then you uh, will step into the life of Christ and you'll begin to live as who you are. And trust me, the life of Christ cannot be manipulated, coerced, shamed, guilted, threatened. That's why don't use those tactics on those in the shadowlands. Don't use tactics that are, if you will, I'm just going to say it straight up, are demonic in their core and think that somehow that, you know, God is going to honor demonic tactics to bring forth a godly end. It's not going to happen. We have to make certain that we understand that, you know, it's going to be God's way. Because um, them coming home, my friends, is for God first. And then maybe uh, it is, you know, for us. Um, so if you, like me, you know, have misbehaved trying to get your children to behave, if you have misbehaved in trying to get others to do what you think they need to do, let God deal with you first so that you will not be manipulated by guilt. You will not be. Um, allowing them to drain your bank account because you're trying to pay for past sins. When they throw things up in your face, I hope you have already faced those things with Jesus. And therefore, there will be a deep, deep awareness that what they say is probably true. And yet you've allowed God to deal with it. And that you are now no longer trying to make up for what you did or did not do, but you are truly in real repentance, which is that you've changed course and you are now living 
uh, different. You are living free. And they have the opportunity, your prodigal, whoever this may be, has the opportunity to experience you differently. But, but watch this. They might not choose to live differently themselves. And so what can happen is, is that they keep trying to find the Velcro on you to guilt you, to embarrass you, uh, to, uh, you know, manipulate you, but they can't find it. And so sometimes things escalate because they're desperately seeking, where is that control button so that I can get what I want from people that I think owe me reparations, if you will. They owe me to pay me for what they did or did not do to me. And so, again, there's way more to all of this, but I want to encourage you in this. Now, that leads me into the second thing, which is that if you're going to be able to truly intercede and live out your life before the Father as you are called to, because you don't have permission from God to go chasing after people in you trying to save them. You need to be led by Him. But one of the other things that will cause us to stay enmeshed where we cannot let go in a godly way is that the dreams that we have for those people. If you have a dream for a child and you wanted them desperately to graduate from high school or get a college degree and they're out there wandering around and you're thinking they're squandering their giftings and their talents and, you know, and, and that dream so that all they have to do is say, hey, I was thinking about going back to college, but before that, do you think maybe you could help me out and give me some money? And then I'm really thinking if I can get through the holidays, then I'll, you know, I'll enroll back in college in January. And you're thinking, oh, yeah, <laughs> let's pour it on. Let's, oh, because they're, listen to me, my friends, they're tapping into your dream. Now, I'm not saying they're lying, but I'm just telling you that it could be highly likely that they are massaging the dream that you have for them, and they have no intention whatsoever of enrolling in college in January. Now, that's just one example, okay? But they're going to be able to get from you over the holidays what they want because you're maybe feeling melancholy and because you're thinking, oh, maybe finally this is it. Now, you know, praise God, I, you know, I hope they all enroll for school in January, okay, if that's what needs to happen. But what I'm saying to you is that when people keep tapping on the dreams that you have for them, therefore, you're on this perpetual roller coaster ride of, of they know if they tap into what you want, you'll give them what they want. And then it never really carries through. And that you have this dream for their life. Listen to me, my friends. Listen very carefully. All dreams, okay, and you making those dreams come true, all of that m must be dealt a death blow so that you are not able to be manipulated. Now listen, I'm not talking about giving up what God is doing in their life or what God has written over their life, but I'm talking about the dreams that you keep having. You want them to look a certain way. You want them to do a certain thing. You want your spouse to, you know, be more spiritual and you, you want your children to look like everybody else's children. Whatever specific that may be, whatever that dream may look like. My friends, we, we dream one dream and that's what the Father is after. And when our dreams must die so that, so that, what God is really doing can be what we contend for. 
but I don't need my children, my spouse, or anybody else in my life to make my dreams come true for me to be okay. Therefore, uh, there, there are fewer things uh, that I can be manipulated by because I'm determined in both of these things, whether it be guilt or dreams, I am determined I am not going to feed something in the lives of those that I love that I know is destroying them. I cannot feed that. And we need to let the Father work in us so deeply that we will truly walk in the truest love, the truest intercession, the truest faith for those who might be in the shadowlands right now. They might be off in the thicket. And during this winter season, my friends, and there aren't very many leaves Okay, if if we're really willing, there aren't many leaves on the trees. Therefore, there's not a lot of hiding that goes on. And there are things that we must look at and things that we must see if we're going to let our, our true guilt for true sin be paid for by Jesus and Him only so that we are no longer held over the barrel. We are no longer manipulated. We are no longer uh, easy targets. And then also allow the dreams that we have been clinging to that may just be purely our own, that would make us feel better, that would make us look more successful, that would we think would fix everything, that has to be dealt its death blow also, so that the true word that God has written over their life is what we contend for. Now again, as I opened up, this is not an exhaustive conversation about this, But I want you to see that this is a very deep part of us truly coming into that place where we can truly love people, not because we need something from them for ourselves, not because we are trying to massage our own pain and manage our own pain about these things. My friends, it's time to face the truth and let Jesus and Jesus only pay for our own sins and dream only the dream of God for those whom we say that we love. So that is enough, I think, for this particular episode. But I want you to know that during this time, when they are wandering, when they're out in a wild and distant place, when you're not sure, get your eyes off of the scary events that are going on and get your eyes on Jesus, on the Father, on Holy Spirit, sit at their table Let them talk you in off the ledge, my friends. Let their voice become the absolute determining voice of your life. And let him love you. Let him free you. Let him begin to bring health inside of you that you might be truly that brave one. That you might be that brave one in intercession to truly and honestly be able to pray, Father, whatever needs to happen to bring them to you, let's get to it. Father, whatever, this is something God had to lead me to pray. I do not encourage it lightly. Be sober about these things. But what he led me to pray was to pray, Father, whatever is inevitable, let it be immediate. Let's bring things to the head. Let's see where things are at. Bring forth your will. Let's get to it. My friends, don't put it off. Let God lead you in your life as you want to lead others to him. And if only by your own intercession and by your own prayers, but let them be prayers filled with life and love and light. And we will, 
we will see God's will prevail. So be encouraged, my friends. I love you all. This is a simple reminder also here at the end of the episode that we are in the NMM, End of Year Giving Campaign. Go to nancymccready.com. Become an end of year giver uh, for your tax-free giving to our nonprofit, Nancy McCready Ministries. And or please decide to become a recurring monthly partner with us and enabling us to keep doing all that we're doing. So I'm standing for those whom I love. I'm standing with you um, and praying uh, that those whom you love will come to know him. So I love you all, and we will talk soon. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.